0: The Lord be with you and also with you. Bless the Lord who forgives all our sins, God's mercy endures forever. Where the dawn of the east meets the twilight of the west and the cool of the north touches the calm of the south and the transcendent power of God touches earth in the humility and love of Christ. Here and now where the head of the Charles reaches out to the heart of the country, we gather for ordered worship in word and sacrament. The liturgy, music, and homily are offered this day for our gathered congregation here in Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of service and ministry in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us. In worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God. Almighty God, whose blessed Son was led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan, come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And as you know the weaknesses of each of us, let each one find you mighty to save through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever, amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. May we exchange signs of Christ's peace.
1: A lesson from the book of Deuteronomy, chapters 26, verses 1 through 11. When you have come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance to possess, and you possess it and settle in it, you shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground which you harvest from the land that the Lord your God is giving you, and you shall put it in a basket and go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name. You shall go to the priest who is in office at that time and say to him, Today I declare to you, or to the Lord your God, that I have come into the land that the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down before the altar of the Lord your God, you shall make this response before the Lord your God A wandering Aramaean was my ancestor he went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, and there he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us by imposing hard labor on us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with a terrifying display of power, and with signs and wonders. And he brought us into this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now I bring the first of the fruit of the ground that you, O Lord, have given me. You shall set it down before the Lord your God and bow down before the Lord your God then you, together with the Levites and the aliens who reside among you, shall celebrate with all the bounty that the Lord your God has given to you and to your house. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: lesson from St. Paul's Epistle to the Romans, chapter 10, verses 8 through 13. The word is near you, on your lips, and in your heart. That is, the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart, and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth, and so is saved. The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join in reading responsively with me verses from Psalm 91 with the Antiphon. shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty, will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, because you have made the Lord your refuge, the Most High your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, no scourge come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Those who love me I will deliver. I will protect those who know my name. When they call to me, I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. With long life I will satisfy them and show them my salvation.
3: salvation,
2: Now beloved, please rise as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patria and the reading of the Gospel.
4: Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke, chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give the glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I will give it to anyone I please. If you, then, will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you. And on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished every test, he departed from him until an opportune time. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ.
0: Acquire this Lent a practice of prayer a practice of prayer that is your own. Acquire this Lent. Make of this Lent a time for the practice of prayer. A long, long time ago, in a land far away, and there within a small village school, 16 kindergarten students were guided into the merits of learning and the rhythms of education. Kristen George Koloval, Craig Risley, Jill Hance, Robert Hill, Marilyn Loop, Herbie Jones. You could walk home for lunch if you were in town, which many were not, coming from the farms nearby. The day's highlight was nap, nap time, a most precious practice, as those of you know who have lived upon the Iberian Peninsula, a respite. It would be like, say, going at ten below zero, trudging off to church on a Sunday morning. You find yourself in a warm sanctuary under a familiar altar, wrapped in a comforting liturgy alongside loved ones. The scripture is read, the sermon begins. And in the warmth, let us say, in the sheltered embrace of a particular grace, you find yourself drifting, sliding like a sled downhill, deep into the arms of Morpheus, the god of sleep, as the sermon progresses. Following the sermon, some arise inspired and others awake refreshed, and both are good outcomes. So in that land far away in that time long ago, those 16 Five-year-olds found Knapp the zenith nadir apex, apex, pinnacle, and crown of the day. This is in the last year of the presidency of Dwight David Eisenhower. This is ten years nearly before the first woman is admitted to Colgate University, the beloved college on the town's far hill. Indeed, a land far away a time long ago. February that winter brought its gifts, and every winter brings its gifts, including this winter. The peace of Groundhog Day, the justice of Lincoln's birthday, the joy of Valentine's Day, and a cherry pie for George Washington, the father of our country. One other day that month, the 16 five year olds were assembled on the street corner with Mr. Hess to practice crossing Broad Street. Mr. Hess was a large man with a round face, a Dutchy face, our great aunts from Cooperstown would have said. He had been a farmer who fell in a grain elevator and was hurt badly. So he then became the elementary school traffic guard. There was hardly any traffic then or now on Broad Street, but he justly performed his duties. And one by one, he marched the class across Broad Street with the three-cornered admonition, stop, look, listen. Come February, rehearse again, learn again, practice again. We have our guide as well, not Mr. Hess, but a physician if legend serves from long ago and far away, the most compassionate of the evangelists and also the most inclined toward prayer. Luke, who teaches by precept and example that we are meant to develop a prayerful meditation, a prayerful observation, a prayerful audition, catch his tone today. For Luke brings a different look. Luke is our guide in the lectionary this year. He asks us at virtually every turn To find our way into a practice of prayer, to find your way, your personal way, into a practice of prayer. And so today, in the shadow of our Lord's temptation, we are invited to a prayerful resistance to the blandishments of wealth, power, and fame. Perhaps you're not quite ready to resist Blandishments may be though, say at age 19 or at age 79, we may be ready for different reasons to observe at least the limitations, the fairly severe limitations, truth to tell, of wealth, power, and fame. If nothing else, a worship service on a sleepy university campus in the frozen month of February, as all year, is meant to ring this bell and to sing this song and to tell this tale, to recall in prayer that we are utterly mortal and lastingly fragile. One shall not live by bread alone. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. You have noticed that here again, Luke has amplified the story of Jesus, which he inherited from Mark. Mark has only a couple of lines about wilderness temptation, beasts, Satan, angels. But Matthew and Luke have both added in another story within the story, a story of spiritual temptation to accompany the physical deprivation. Jesus cites here Deuteronomy 6 and Deuteronomy 8. Jesus models spiritual dimensions of spiritual temptation and spiritual struggle. Not bread alone, not power alone, not glory alone, not the blandishments of wealth and power and fame, but the struggles the spiritual struggles with the tragedy that lines its way through life, through all of life, through every day of life. The tragedy that so impersonally and unfathomably upends life. For example, you could this Lent say, Reread Arthur Ashe's autobiography, Days of Grace, as you have already this month poems of Robert Haydn and the story of Jackie Robinson. Lent offers you a religious turn. For once, T.S. Eliot, It is in fact in moments of moral and spiritual struggle, depending on spiritual sanctions, that men and women come nearest to being real. If you do away with this struggle and maintain that by tolerance, benevolence, inoffensiveness, and a redistribution or increase of purchasing power, combined with a devotion on the part of an elite to art, the world will be as good as anyone could require then you must expect human beings to become more and more vaporous. We return this Lent to prayer, to religion, not merely theology, to religion, not merely administration, to religion, not merely music, to religion, not merely ethics, we return this Lent to prayer. To prayer, not merely theology. To prayer, not merely administration. To prayer, not merely music. To prayer, not merely ethics. We turn and return, come Lent, to prayer. Our attention can be quickened in all this by a focused concern here or there for real lasting hurt for others' real, lasting hurt. Syria? Today? Four million immigrants, six million relocated, tens of thousands killed. And today, this hour, along the Turkish border, children, women, old people, the sick, all, Without presuming to possess a solution, we nonetheless have every prayerful reason to lament the hurt near and far, and to do so with compunction, honestly, publicly, come Lenten Sunday morning. Lent offers you a religious turn, so Ernest Tittle The only way really to get Christianity across to people is to act out in daily life the faith and compassion of Christ. Luke in particular emphasizes the inner life of Jesus, his habit of prayer, his experience of the presence and the power of the Spirit of God. Lent offers you a religious turn. Said Wesley, preach it until you believe it. We could add, practice it until you accept it. Sometimes the bending of the knee forges the turning of the heart. Kate Bowler, Duke theologian, diagnosed with stage four cancer at age 35, practiced prayer to stop, look, and listen when she wrote movingly, graciously, personally this week. The most I can say about why I have cancer, medically speaking, is that bodies are delicate and prone to error. As a Christian, I can say that the kingdom of God is not yet fully here, and so we get sick and die. As a scholar, I can say that our society is steeped in a culture of facile reasoning. I can't help noticing the brittleness of the walls that keep most people fed, sheltered, and whole. I find myself returning to the same thoughts again and again. Life is so beautiful. Life is so hard. Life is so beautiful. Life is so hard. Lent offers you a religious turn, a return to the practice of prayer, as you have. So let us do. You have grown to practice prayer, a quiet hour a day, a Sabbath day a week, a week of reflection a quarter, and a quiet quarter a year, 7 a.m., Friday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, spring break, summer. You have come to pause before meals to offer, if no other, the John Wesley Table Blessings, Prayers Before Meals. You have pressed ahead to commit treasures to memory, to memory. Psalm 46, the commandments and beatitudes, selections from Corinthians, Romans, Philippians, and John, the Apostles' Creed, a modern, say the Canadian, affirmation. Yours is a prayerful life lived in the aspiration and expectation to become whole, to become Holy, perfected, if you will, through this life, which is a valley of struggle, exercise, exacting, and perfecting practice. Good. This Lent 2016, you may add a Marsh Chapel self-guided seven-stop prayer journey. One, begin in the front of the chapel and consider learning virtue and piety embedded in the BU shield. Two, ascend to the balcony, find there a copy of the charm of the chapel, and read the account of the four chaplains. Three, now come downstairs and sit in the nave beneath the Abraham Lincoln window and pray to live with malice toward none. Fourth, walk when ready to the rail, kneel beneath the pulpit and before the interred ashes of President Daniel and Mrs. Marsh. Take a moment in gratitude for all who have come before us. Then five, take a seat behind the pulpit. and Here, open the Red Bible and read carefully Luke chapter 15. Next, descend to the chapel's ground floor and enter the marsh room. Take down at random a book from the shelves, open to a random page, and read. And last, in the Robinson Chapel, kneel before the altar. Read a page of prayer from Charles River Essays and Meditations for daily reading. Add your name, if you like, with the help from the office staff to the list of those fellow pilgrims who have made the Marsh Lenten self-guided seven-stop prayer journey. Those doing so receive a small gift. One shall not live by bread alone. You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Acquire this Lent a practice of prayer, one of your own, some way to pray. Make of this Lent a time for the practice of prayer.
4: be seated. It's my pleasure to welcome you again to the Nave of Marsh Chapel, whether you're, you braved the cold and came to sit with us this morning, or whether you're listening from the comfort of your own home via 90.9 WBUR, or listening later on the podcast. We're so happy to have you with us today. Happy Valentine's Day! <laughs> Today, uh, oddly, is a communion Sunday, even though it's not the first Sunday of the month. Um, so just a reminder that grape juice will be served on the lectern side and wine will be served on the pulpit side. There will be a healing station under the first window on the pulpit side as well for those who would like to partake in that. There is a potluck lunch after the service in the Marsh Room downstairs. Everyone is invited to attend, so please have some nice warm food after our service. Children's ministry will be happening today, after. Uh, Toward the end of the service as well, Uh, we ask that you exit with Miss Jamie Dinkus during the last hymn if you have any children who are interested in participating in that. Our offices will be closed tomorrow in observance of President's Day, um, but we will resume our normal schedule on Tuesday. Uh, Students, we are on a normal weekly schedule. We are not having a BU Monday on Tuesday, so it'll be normal BU things, or normal chapel things, not normal BU things. For all other news and events, please visit the Marsh Chapel website, bu.edu chapel, where there is also the opportunity for online giving. Now as the ushers wait upon us for the offering, let us meditate on Ralph Vaughan Williams' Love Bade Me Welcome.
0: For the work before us, for the life within us, for the fellowship among us, for thy love that surrounds us. We give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers we ask in Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks. It is right, and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Almighty God, Creator of heaven and earth. You brought all things into being and called them good. From the dust of the earth, you formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. When rain fell upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, you bore up the ark on the waters, saved Noah and his family, and made covenant with every living creature on earth. When you led your people to Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights, You gave us your commandments and made us your covenant people. When your people forsook your covenant, your prophet Elijah fasted for forty days and forty nights, and and on your holy mountain he heard your still, small voice. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn singing. and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. When you gave him to save us from our sin, your spirit led him into the wilderness where he fasted 40 days and 40 nights to prepare for his ministry. When he suffered and died on a cross for our sin, you raised him to life, presented him alive to the apostles during 40 days and exalted him at your right hand. By the baptism of his suffering, death and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. Now when we, your people, prepare for the yearly feast of Easter, you you lead us to repentance for sin and the cleansing of our hearts, that during these 40 days of Lent we may be gifted and graced to reaffirm the covenant you made with us through Christ. On the night in which he gave himself for us, he took bread, he gave thanks to you. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this as oft as ye shall eat it in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, he gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you, this is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them before us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. the glory forever and ever. Lord, support us all the day long of this troublous life until the shadows lengthen and the evening comes. The busy world is hushed and the fever of life is over and our work is done. Then in thy mercy, grant us a safe rest, a happy lodging and peace at the last through Christ our Lord. Amen.